All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear family, today is going to be a little lively topic. And I hope you never get tired of hearing it. But woe to the shepherds who do not teach the truth. Woe to the shepherds who lead the lambs astray. Okay. Our entire history, our entire salvation history, teaching the truth. Moses certainly taught the truth to the Israelites 3,400 years ago when Moses proclaimed the great Shema Israel from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Just after, just after he had given them from God the Ten Commandments that define our duty, each one of us, to our Father who created us. Listen, here it is. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Therefore you shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart, with your whole being, and with your whole strength. Take to heart these words I command you today. Keep, watch, keep repeating them to your children. Talk about the Ten Commandments here. Recite them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you get up. In other words, at all times and in all places. And then he says, he said, bind them on your arm as a sign and let them be as a pendant from your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates so that you constantly are reminded of the Ten Commandments. Do you see how diabolical it was to take those Ten Commandments out of the public square? Almighty God commanded them to be there. Who thinks it's a good idea? to take him away, hide him away. Not Moses. And remember, Moses showed up at the Transfiguration. Well, I just, oh my goodness. Mo Moses was trying to make the point, do not let it go in one ear and out the other. Have them everywhere. And then just to make sure the Israelites got the picture, Moses then said this, just before they entered into the Promised Land, before they crossed the Jordan, he said this, see, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. A blessing for obeying what? The commandments of the Lord your God, which I give you today. A curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside from the way I command you today. Moses could not possibly have been more clear. Blessing, curse. And then Jesus, just to make sure we understood, that we ourselves have to keep those same commandments to make sure we understood not just the blessing, but also the curse, said this in the Holy Gospels. Jesus said to his disciples, do not think, you've heard this before, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. No, I'm not come to abolish, but to fulfill. And amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest part of the smallest letter of the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all things have taken place. Therefore, and here it comes to your family, therefore, whoever breaks one of these least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. And so we have some sort of a clue about what that means to be called least. When the kingdom of heaven calls you the least, Jesus said, among many other things, Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have that great millstone hung around his neck and drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world, watch, woe to the world because of things that cause sin. Such things must come, but woe to the one through whom they come. And so we're clear on this, that whole woe 
to the one thing means damned is the one. Damned is the one who causes another to sin. Let's not mince words. We're talking about eternal salvation here. God damns the one who leads another into sin. The family, that is why Jesus said it would be better if we hung a great millstone around someone's neck and drowned them in the deep blue sea before they damn themselves by leading others into sin. But it's not my opinion. So if you're listening, James Martin, you should be praying about that millstone business before you lead another eternal soul into damnation with your viper in the Garden of Eden philosophy. In fact, if you really wanted to be a nice guy, James Martin, you would mention that to all those cronies you hang around with. The blessing and the curse. Keep the Ten Commandments and be blessed. Don't keep the Ten Commandments and be cursed. And so that we continue to be clear, because clarity is charity, it's spiritual work of mercy. No amount of pontificating from any cleric is going to change the curse. People are trying to get rid of the curse part, right? Oh dare we hope everybody goes to heaven. Oh, God so loves us that he's not going to send anyone to hell. He's not going to damn anyone to hell. They're trying to get rid of the curse part. And they're doing it, like for instance, in the, out of, arising out of the normalization and affirmation of irregular relationships. Sorry, they're irregular. Why? Not, well, because I said, it's not my opinion. Almighty God said so. Jesus said so. The commandments are unchanged and unchangeable. I'm not going to change the single smallest bit of those commandments. That's what Jesus said. And if James Martin or any other color of cassock bears false witness against those commandments, that's commandment number eight, by the way, bearing false witness, particularly against the commandment number six, trying to normalize, even justify, irregular relationships, then it's millstone time, baby. That's not my opinion. My opinion doesn't count. But what Almighty God said through Moses does count. And what Jesus, the Son of God, said does count. So let us conclude, let us conclude this with the words of St. Paul the Apostle to the, the Galatians, who summarized all of this in his letter to the Galatians. Look at quoting now. There are some who are disturbing you and wish to pervert the gospel of Christ. Isn't that interesting that he used that word? They wish to pervert the gospel of Christ. He continues, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let that one be accursed. As we have said before, he says it again, as we've said before, and now I say it again, if anyone preaches to you a gospel other than the one that you received, let that one be accursed. Listen, dear family, we do nobody any favors by pretending this isn't true. It's an act, of, it's a spiritual work of mercy to tell them the truth. Because woe to that one who doesn't. Let them be cursed, as Moses said. Woe to them, let they be damned, as Jesus reiterated. Let them be accursed, as St. Paul confirmed. Again, not my opinion. Damned are those shepherds who lead the lambs astray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.